So, Corey, in your mind, who do you have as the best defensive player of all time? Uh, man, so many different options for a defensive player of all time. <sighs> you know, you got like Ben Wallace, Kevin Mutombo, Lajman. You got a lot of people, but by the time, <clears throat> like he, I have, I say Kawhi Leonard. Um, I have Kawhi Leonard. <clears throat> I'm not saying he's necessarily like he's there right now, but I think by the time he's done with his career, he will. Um, this guy has more steals in his career than he does fouls. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's crazy because today's game is so predicated around offense, so lenient to offense. You could pull so many ticky-tack fouls, and for me to be able to play great defense and not fouls very, very hard, and I think Kawhi Leonard does that in this era. And you got guys that are so skilled offensively you got some guys you got to pick up at half court because they're so deadly and so many guys that have this you know innate ability to to pull fouls uh he has two defensive player of the years he's always making all defensive teams um and i think he probably can win a couple more defensive player of the years and for me uh which i didn't i didn't point out in the last segment like there's no team that you build around a straight, strictly offensive guy. A guy has to have some offensive strength for you to build around him. Um, and for me, like if you're building around a player like Kawhi Leonard, who's a phenomenal offensive player, and then you can also come on the other end, like he can be the best offensive player and defensive player on the court at any given time. And to me, that's like a lot harder than just being strictly a defensive player and that's it because you're just focused on one thing. It's kind of like, you know, if you're in, football, in football, if you were to be asked to be the quarterback and then you got to go be a cornerback, it's like your bodies, your coach and your team and bodies, at, you're asking for a lot. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like similar in that regard. So I'd have to go with Kawhi. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to say I disagree with that, but that's a good pick. That's, I see why it's pretty valid. My pick, personally, is Ben Wallace. Um, it's a valid point that you said, you know, someone who could do it on both ends, who like who's asked, who's basically really demanded a lot on the offensive end and is demanded a lot on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. However, though, uh, when somebody is looked at as just as a... Somebody, when I could say somebody uh, basically can go to the Hall of Fame strictly off defense, of dominating a game from de- from a defensive standpoint, uh, it got to be Ben Wallace, man. Because especially, like, and people don't put this into account, like, even during his era, he made some quite tough blocks, plays without fouling. You know, like, it was a big... Uh, it was a big uh, debate with me between um, Ben Wallace and Scottie Pimpin. They really, they neck and neck. But um, I, I say more so Ben Wallace because he had to make his living off of defense. Obviously rebound, but he was supreme from a defensive standpoint. Like you could put him against anybody, you know. And he was only six eight, and he was uh, he was giving Shaq a lot of trouble. He was giving you know opposing centers a lot of trouble. And he. He had a presence about him. 
Yeah. You know? So, like, that it, it made him, his impact in the game made a huge difference to, like, any player, not just, you know, a subpar player. This is, he had an impact on really good players, sound players, sound offensive players. Mm-hmm. You know, the all-stars and the superstars we talk about all the time. You know, I, and I was just watching, like, how he blocked shots, the angles he come from, the chase uh, chase down um, half-court block, like, you know, play, playing in the half-court set, and he can come out of nowhere and just get a chase down block. Like, you, you ask the center uh, or somebody in his position to do that now, whether he's a good defensive player or not, I don't think he can make those same kind of plays without getting a foul call, mm-hmm. you know? So I mean, for me, that's my my pick right now for mm-hmm. best defensive player of the year because I I really think he can dominate game just on that end itself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think also when you talk about best, you know, even for offense, an offensive player, when you talk about best offensive player, best defensive player, whatever it is, we also I also like to look at the you know versatility somebody has. Um, I mean, you have you have a lot of players who've won Defensive Player of the Year. Um, uh, tied with Ben Wallace for four is uh, Dikembe Mutombo also has four Defensive Player of the Years. Mm-hmm. You got Olajuwon has two. You know, Olajuwon's all-time leader in blocks. Dikembe Mutombo's number two blocks. Mm-hmm. You got, I think Dwight Howard won like three Defensive Player of the Years in a row. He's led the league in blocks several times. Um it's it's kind of like a catch twenty two because when you're like a center and you're just and you're just in the paint and you know coming in to help to block shots and alter shots like you're kind of just doing more so one thing on defense but like if you are like the main defender of that team and that team has a really good defensive rating like you're a great defensive team like mainly because of you. Like that kind of keys in on your point as making a huge difference on one end of the floor. But then again, it's like then I look at somebody else who who has the versatility to be able to be in the paint to block a shot or alter a shot. But then they can also step out on the perimeter. That's like that's kind of like where with Draymond Green, for example, I think Draymond Green's a great defender. He's good in the paint and all that stuff. But I feel like against offensive players and he says he's the best defensive player of all time which to me is nonsense but Mm. he i feel like if you if you're a really good offensive player and you get draymond green on an island i don't think i think that's where his defensive production for me it drops Mm. because I, i feel like he doesn't have the quickness and all that stuff to to stay in front of guys all the way on the perimeter and just lock them up for the most part he's better like in the team defense being in the paint and all that so I don't know. It's kind of toss up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I could see where. <clears throat> I could see where you would see like. All right. Um. To your point where you said uh, about versatility on a on a defensive end or the offensive end, I could see where. You know, you have a case for other people. For like, and this is maybe a point that I don't know if I mentioned this, but um. If a player, to me, right, if a player can can mix and imbalance aggressiveness and playing without fouling and having an impact on the game, like impacting players the way they, 
they shoot the ball like their their mentality coming into the game is now they know all right I got this guy you know on me it's it's, it's quite a psychological uh mix up for some players you know so right. if you could balance all those things together that's when you got my pick and it, that's it's very very few guys who could do it. Is the Rodmans, the Scotty Pimpins, the Ben Wallaces. After that, like, you know, I've seen it in spurts from different guys. I, maybe you could say Kawhi because he's, he's long. He has those physical abilities. And you, you have to have the physical abilities because to be, especially like uh, when you're like guarding against fours, you know, and, you know, guys who are bigger, you got to have an incredible timing and you got to have strength and you have to ha be able to like, you have to have good balance because if your core is not strong enough, when you go up for a block, you'll never go on a plane. You'll always you'll come down awkwardly because you're, one part of your body is trying to support the other. So, right. like, you know, it makes it like for like a young guy like uh, Mitchell Robinson on the New York Knicks. I think he's still got ways to go because uh, he, does. he has, you know, his body has not built up yet and he still has to grow physically. To be the kind of player that really, really, you know, what I'm saying, is, is uh making the case for, you know, multiple, multiple defensive players of the year, right? Because you know you gotta play without fouling. If you can't play without fouling, you, you don't help your team because you can't play enough minutes to stay in the game. What right. help does that? What help does that do for your team? Right. And then, when you do that, when you're in that, that situation, you know, teams are going to start gunning for you. Right. You know, they start gunning for you. All right, let's get him in foul trouble, get him out the game real quick. Right, right. And I think that people, it also depends, too, because you have a lot of analysts who talk about guys. For example, if you're talking about an offensive player today, people are going to say, well, you know, if you're talking about James Harden, talking about, you know, whoever it is, they'll say, well, you know, a lot of the stuff that he's doing today, he wouldn't get away with back in the day because it's a softer era. You don't get to, you know, hit people in the face and get away with all types of stuff like that. And to me, it's kind of like when I talk about if, if there's, you know, a question of who's the best player of all time, or who's the best scorer of all time. Like when I look at MJ, are you averaging 30 plus in like a tough era where a lot of calls they don't make, you know, you have to play tough. And like, if you put him in this era, I think he'd average 50 plus. Um, mm -hmm. Cause you go to the line a lot. Same thing for me is on defense. Like, I think this is like the hardest era to play defense mm -hmm. and not get a foul call. Like, cause you, and like everything, Everything in this era is a foul. Like if you can be a great defender in this era and, and not pick and not get into foul trouble, to me it's like it's it, it's it's like it's a tough tough thing to um to to deal with. And I think the matchups too in this era I feel like are a lot harder. Um I mean it depends on the position of course. But I'm trying to think like Back in that era, who was Ben? Who did Ben Wallace have to guard aside from Shaq? He probably had to guard like Tim Duncan. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a juggernaut of himself. Kevin yeah. Garnett. These are guys are all. These are guys who all could face up and shoot as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, except you know, for Shaq. Amari, Amari Stoudemire when he was good. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, quite a few. He had tasks, you know, but it made the Pistons good, you know, when he was, yeah. you know, because he can be able to guard. He can, he can, like, even if you switch on him, he can still guard his position, you know, because he had the physical tools. Physical tools come a long way too, you know, mm-hmm. and be being able to u- utilize your body properly. Yeah, I think that's like that's that's probably the thing with Ben Wallace that impresses me a lot is being able to, in a way, like carry the team to you know the finals twice, and you've been in East Eastern Conference Finals once or twice outside of that. Um, 